0: This is Fire News Now, bringing you news and information from around the fire service. Proudly brought to you by the NEP Media Network. It's Tuesday, January 25th, 2022. I'm Jim Aleski. Three Baltimore City firefighters were killed Monday battling a two-alarm fire in a row home in the city's Mount Clair neighborhood. The fire was reported just before 6 a.m. Monday on the 200 block of South Stricker Street. Engine 14 firefighters arrived to find a well-involved vacant in a row with other adjacent occupied homes. Moments later, as they began their interior fire attack, a partial structural collapse occurred, trapping four firefighters. One firefighter, six-year veteran John McMaster, was quickly pulled from the collapse alive and rushed to the University of Maryland Shock Trauma Center in critical condition. As of Tuesday, his condition had been upgraded to FAIR. Three firefighters, however, remained trapped for an extended period of time. Firefighter paramedic Kelsey Sadler, a 15-year veteran, and EMT firefighter Kenny Lacaio, with seven years on the job, were pulled from the collapse after about an hour and were rushed to shock trauma in cardiac arrest. They were pronounced dead at the hospital. 15-year veteran Lieutenant Paul Butram was the last to be found and was pronounced dead at the scene. Baltimore Fire Chief Niles Ford spoke at a press conference after the fire. Each and every day our firefighters, our first responders, our EMTs, our paramedics put their lives on the line for the sake of others. From this moment, we will honor those who lost their lives today for their bravery, for their courage, for their love and compassion for this great city and for the fire department as well. Peer support teams and other additional resources have been brought in to help the other members of the Baltimore City Fire Department in this tragic time. The cause of the fire remains under investigation. Aurora, Colorado firefighters responded early Monday morning to a deadly fire in a city apartment complex. Multiple residents were rescued by firefighters responding to the 1.30 a.m. blaze, but tragically a five-year-old boy pulled from the burning building in cardiac arrest was pronounced dead at a nearby hospital. Three additional residents were also taken to the hospital in unknown conditions. The fire damaged at least 12 units at the Bellaterra at City Center Apartment Homes Complex. Fire crews arrived to find a quickly advancing fire with many residents trapped in their apartments by the flames. An Aurora Fire Department spokesman described the challenging scene. That was one of the significant challenges our crews encountered um, on both sides, heavy uh, fire involvement of the stairwells, the main egress for, uh, for residents inside the structure. That's why the majority of the rescues took place on ladders to get those uh, uh, civilians out. Um, and uh, as, as was reported as well, on the, the opposite side of the structure, there was actual collapses that occurred
1: on the uh, in the stairwells.
0: Late Monday, authorities announced that a 37-year-old woman was arrested on suspicion of first-degree murder, alleging she intentionally started the fire. Aurora police believe Alondra Michael was involved in a domestic dispute and intentionally lit something on fire which quickly spread through the building. A total of 31 residents were displaced by the blaze. Fire investigators outside of Toronto are investigating what sparked a fire that ripped through a home last week, killing three young brothers. The fire broke out Thursday morning and quickly engulfed the Brampton townhouse. Authorities say firefighters pulled the three boys from the house, but they were pronounced dead at the hospital. The boys were 9, 12, and 15 years old. Authorities say the boys were home alone when the fire started. The boy's mother was dropping off a younger sibling at school and came home to find the home engulfed in flames. Fire Chief Bill Boyes spoke to reporters at the scene.
1: This is a, a tragic day uh,
0: to have three young children perish in a fire. It's absolutely horrible. Police officers that were here shortly before were faced with a very difficult situation, very heavy flames, heavy smoke. Uh, And the firefighters obviously are faced with that when they arrive, too. Any death is tragic, and the death of of children is is even more so tragic. And, you know, a number of the firefighters, police officers and paramedics, they all have children as well, and, and thinking about their families today. California firefighters are working to contain a winter wildfire that was sparked by strong winds last week and has closed a portion of the state's famous Highway 1. Authorities say the Colorado fire in California's Big Sur region is 35% contained as of Monday. The 700 acre fire started Friday in Palo Colorado Canyon and evacuation orders have been ordered for about 500 residents. Cal Fire spokesman Cecile Juliet spoke to KPIX TV about the conditions that led up to the fire. The
1: winds absolutely played a huge part of what
0: happened last night. We had wind gusts about the 50 miles an hour. Thing is just so dry that it just really allowed this fire to spread very rapidly uh, in the middle of winter. Authorities say one structure has been destroyed by the fire, and a fire engine was damaged by the blaze. And now a word from NEP Services. NEP Services presents the 2022 Adapt or Die Conference: Advanced Communications Training for Leaders and Emergency Responders with an incredible lineup of speakers from the worlds of public safety, organized labor, politics, and beyond. Adapt or die. And introducing keynote speaker, Cody Gandy, from Jocko Willick and Leif Babin's Echelon Front. Now when I first came on board, I heard Jocko and Leif talking about default aggressive. Immediately registered with me because in the Marine Corps, we utilized the bias for action. And now bias for action, what that meant was to be aggressive in every single thing that we did. March 10th to 11th, 2022, at the Mirage in Las Vegas. Adapt or die. Visit www.neptraining.org for more information and to register. Adapt or die. And now, back to the news. A majority of the firefighter EMTs in Deming, New Mexico, are resigning due to a pay dispute. Of the approximately 21 members of the department, as many as 15 have turned in their two weeks' notice, citing low pay. The resignations come after Deming IFF Local 4251 says the city gave Deming police officers a raise of several dollars an hour, but decided not to give a raise to firefighters. Albuquerque's KRQE-13 spoke to New Mexico Professional Firefighters Association President Robert Sanchez about the situation.
1: What happens if the community called 911 and they didn't respond and nobody answered? then that's going to change things. But is that where we have to go to just give them fair wages and compensation? They work every day, and we have the community's back every day. We'll have our back now for one time, you know what I mean? And I think the community in Deming is noticing that, but I don't think the city council members or the mayors are noticing that, and that's the problem.
0: Now hiring signs have reportedly been placed in front of the Deming Fire Department, although a meeting between the city and IFF Local 4251 was planned for Tuesday. And finally, the fire service is grieving the loss of one of its pioneers, whose literary prose gave voice to generations of firefighters. Dennis Smith joined the New York City Fire Department in 1963 and worked at Engine 292 in Queens and later at Engine 82 in the Bronx. His second assignment provided the basis for his 1972 book, Report from Engine Company 82, which chronicles the FDNY's war years. Smith went on to write 15 more books and founded Firehouse Magazine in 1976. He left the FDNY after an 18-year career, but returned in 2001 to help with recovery efforts at the site of the World Trade Center attacks. He spoke with NBC News' Tom Brokaw three days after the attacks.
1: But aren't you struck by the magnitude of the task that lies before you? You had two 110-story towers collapsed into an enormous pile of rubble and it's going to be very dense and compacted you know tom that uh... uh idea never left me in the last three days as i was down there that uh, that these buildings took three years to build and here we are dismantling them bucket by bucket and uh, uh... and so far we are only in the middle of west street which is the you know street before the world uh... Uh, trade towers. Uh, The work before us is extraordinary. Uh, I I think that it will be weeks before we get any resolve to our, you know, feeling that we've accomplished our mission, whether in saving people or claiming people. And uh, uh, I think in the meantime, we as a nation have to go on. We have to go on and And hope for the very best and try to help these families and try to help each other. Uh, As you were saying, it is a new world.
0: Smith died on Friday in Florida at the age of 81. From the NEP Media Network, this is the January 25th, 2022 edition of Fire News Now. Remember to subscribe to Fire News Now wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can also reach us at nep.news at nepservices.com.